Hey, hey, this is and welcome to Law and Appreciation Day. We finally made it, you guys. Gwen has finally been served her just deserves. And we are here to celebrate every moment. Of course, I have the whole crew with me. Say hello, everyone. Hello. Hi. Hi. So first, we're going to talk about what we love about Laura. Tony, what do you love about Laura? I love that she takes no shit. Like, she just feels her feelings, and she will let you know whatever those feelings are at any given moment. And it is honestly spectacular and glorious and something I strive for, to be honest. And something we need a lot more of in present day. Nick, what do you love about Laura? Um, from what little I know, I like the fact that she was involved in so many iconic storylines for the show. Like she was a big deal in three different decades. That doesn't happen often. Hmm. Fascinating. Dylan, what do you love about Laura? I love how loyal she was to her friends and how fierce she could be in defending them or her family. And I also love how determined she could be to right a wrong, even if it meant getting a little down and dirty to do so. These are very good answers. I, I really didn't think y'all were going to come with this. Ariette, <laughs> <laughs> what do you love about Laura? Everyone basically said what I've been thinking. Um, so... I agree with the rest because I don't have much else to add. Well, I love Laura mainly because she's literally that character who has been to hell and back and just doesn't give a damn anymore. (laughs) She will slap your face. She will cuss your face out. I mean, mean, she lost 13 years of her life, I think. Around 13, going on 14. Yeah. And so at that point, she has lost so much time. She doesn't have any time to waste. Well, that leads us to another portion of this podcast. What are y'all favorite Laura moments? And this can be free for all. I know a lot of people, especially Nick, because he only got in this business, what, 10, 12 years ago now? Uh, Sorry seven. to put you on the spot. I was just saying, geez. Oh, seven? I think that's when I started. Wait, I thought you said you started watching Days in 11. In like started I, I started watching Soaps in 07. I started watching Days in... 2010, 2011. Okay, that's okay, what so I thought. 12 years. Okay. <laughs> so what are y'all favorite Laura moments? And I'm I just gonna to. put, I'm just gonna throw mine out there. My favorite Laura moment was when she blew up Kate's spot at that party. Yes. No. Okay, you you pick the party, I'll pick the other one. My other one is when she came waltzing into that trial. That was my oh idea. yes <laughs> yeah. oh and like I and I just did the promo for Laura Horton Appreciation Day. Peep our timelines to check it out. Um, and that was that's the clip I used to open the promo. Like she's literally standing there in white, in a scarf, in sunglasses. You have no idea who she is, and then she takes everything off. She says, "I'm Laura Horton," and she shoots Jennifer this look like, "Hi, baby," and it's just so much fun. And then she just comes in and just blows up Kate's entire life on a Wednesday, y'all. This episode <laughs> aired on a Wednesday. Um, first off, her reveal, like 
Jamie Lynn Bowers' intro onto the canvas to me was one of the most iconic moments because we kept seeing Jennifer. We we hear Jennifer talk about visiting her mother, but we haven't seen that in what forever. At that point, it would have been about seven years because the exactly. last time they really, the last time they really played up Laura, and we didn't even see Laura. She was a rocking chair and a wig, like like Laura on General <laughs> Hospital circa two thousand two. Was in nineteen eighty seven when Jennifer found out that her mother was sick. That was the last time they really played it up. So just to go in on that we knew jennifer was visiting somebody but we never knew who she was seeing and then she finally said it was so finally good to see you mom and then we see laura dead behind the eyes that whole storyline of her being in the asylum was iconic to me yeah because you also too have the fact that she was being over medicated and then the only time you would ever actually see her move is when anybody ever mentioned kate like if there was a, a a reference to her in the newspaper and she saw it, you would like see her hand twitch when Vivian got there because she realized that there was a, a a secret tied to the Horton family. So she she got herself sent to Pine Lawn, I think was the name of the or Pine Haven, whatever it was called. She got herself sent to the cemetery specifically to find out Kate's dirty little secret. And so whenever anybody would mention Kate, Laura would like start bugging the fuck out. You would see her like clench a fist or like even throw something. And so then Vivian started hoarding her medication so that she wouldn't take so that she wouldn't take it. And then that's when Laura started waking up. And then Laura was fully awake in time to save Vivian from getting a lobotomy. The show is batshit crazy. Yeah, it was, but it was that was fun it's so and it's fun. so weird to think because like no one ever really talks about the fact that laura and vivian were kind of allies yeah for a minute because i remember when laura um when she was on the run she ran to vivian yep she ran she ran to vivian there was there was a moment so many moments and and another moment that's iconic for me too is like and, and this this was the moment where peter blake became ain't shit for me was when he started poisoning laura using the paint in her office oh yeah to make her to make her think she was crazy and then while she was hallucinating she nearly jumped off the roof of the hospital oh, like that Another memory is when she went to the meadows and she met that wonderful man. I couldn't remember his alias. Oh my God. Clark. Clark. And they made passionate love only for her to find out that it was Jack all along. I must say, wasn't that Jack? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody there had to use a a pseudonym. Pseudonym. He was Clark and she was Monica. Monica. Mm -hmm. Um, What else? Oh, so many. You know what I think, though? Like, um, just to kind of go back. For a minute like everyone remembers that her blowing up Kate's spot at the what was it the woman of the the titan something? publishing party publisher yeah. of the year when she uh, when she revealed lucas's parentage but everyone all forgets that her and vivian two-pieced kate that day because that was oh. also the day that vivian had that uh reporter tell victor that he and kate we're not legally, We're not legally married. married. Oh my God, that's right. <gasps> oh, like, I, I stand a petty queen. Like, Laura, 
<laughs> and then there was Laura came moment. to do work on that day. And like, there's this one moment and I, I gathered a bunch of clips for the promo that I was making that I didn't end up actually using. But there was this one moment where she came storming into Kate's house and she said, Kate, get your ass down here now. Like Laura does not. <laughs> let, and she no, she this, does not. She was wearing this blue, like this royal blue, like dress or jumper or something. And she just looked so good. And then I loved the Bill Laura dynamic as a relationship because in every iteration, no matter who was playing Bill, because there was about two or three different Bills with Jamie Lynn Bowers, Laura, um, with every iteration, you could still see the chemistry and the history. And I'll never forget the scene where she tried to tell Bill that he's not allowed to see his son. Oh, that, that was amazing. Um, flying teeth. We cannot. Oh, for real. We cannot not talk about that moment. The funeral. Meanwhile, meanwhile first oh. off, I did not know the lead up going up to the flying teeth, but the vitriol that Laura has for Kristen rightfully deserved. Hundred percent. I did not know all that went down. I mean, oh god! And when she dragged Stefano, oh, like. Laura got put through it. Like we don't, we don't talk about it a lot, but Laura got put through it because Peter had her thinking that she lost her mind. Stefano and Kristen had her thinking that she lost her mind. Like everybody used Laura's mental illness against her that I'm actually surprised that she was able to stay sane. There's so many memories, so little time. It's just... I wish they would have played, but my all-time favorite memory would have to be anytime they just like they showed us how strong of a bond that Laura and Marlena had. Yeah, and and my favorite is not only the fact that Marlena was there for Laura, but Laura was equally there for Marlena when Marlena was sick, when she was possessed, and nobody knew what was wrong. Laura was one of the doctors that was treating her when Marlena was trying to bury her feelings for John so that John could be there to support Kristen and the baby, Laura was the one that she cried to. Their friendship was very equal. We don't see friendships like that anymore. At all. They don't have genuine girl bond. Honestly, the last time I truly saw it, to me personally, was Allie and uh, Claire. Yeah. And before that was Hope and Lexi. They don't do that on any of the shows. They don't have genuine female friendships anymore. And that really sucks. But let's move on. We've done our favorite moments. So let's do potential return story ideas. How could we bring Laura back? Now, my one theory is that when Gwen was in foster care, she was raised by a rich man who just got out of prison. And his name was Peter Blake. I like that. My other theory is that Jennifer and now Jack and Jennifer have actually been, what I would do, honestly, is have Jack and Jennifer have been caring for her this entire time. But then they would would have to include Abigail in that lie too. But, and and that's what I'm saying. So instead of it just being Abigail, 
that's going to destroy everything at the wedding. What I would do if it were me is it would be an Abigail Laura tag team because then you would have the truth about what happened to Laura that night coming out and that it wasn't an accident and that Gwen did do it on purpose. And then you would have the truth about what happened with Abby and Sarah. Like in my perfect world, that would be what would be happening right now. Anyone else? Peter Blake is the best option so far. That's the one I would really like to see. I think too, like, um, because they had such a contentious history, it wouldn't be a stretch for Kristen to have stashed her somewhere. Oh, I didn't even think of that. That's a good one. I mean, she did try to kill her. (laughs) I mean, I would not have been upset if Laura was was on that island. I'm just saying they they there's there's a very contentious history there. And it's in Kristen's wheelhouse, so it definitely is in her damn wheelhouse. <laughs> but what uh, would she have to gain from that? Well, other than just getting revenge on Laura, <laughs> not even so much right. <laughs> because it, it, isn't Laura, isn't Laura the reason that uh then no, that was Susan that got sold in the hair. Yeah, it could be twofold too, like that maybe Kristen White wants to prove that she is a better person as a way to kind of redeem herself from everything that's been happening, like everything that she's done. Her her one thing of goodwill would be to bring, to reunite her best friend and her mom. Yeah, but they haven't been playing Jennifer and Kristen a lot. No, they haven't. That would be a heck of a way to reintroduce that, though. That would be, and it would, and it would like give Kristen a little bit more standing to kind of be like, "See, Brady, I am the person I told you I was. I am a good person. Look what I'm doing. I'm at least good enough to be able to be around my daughter because yeah. I don't, I, I don't need them running back Briston for around three hundred and fifty. I don't need it. I don't want it. <laughs> I don't need there. it either. But I can, like, I can see her trying to, like, work it. You know what and I mean? Brady says the wee wee gonna fall for it too. <laughs> Like, look, I gave your mom her best friend back. I, you know, like I could, I could see it. And it gives good leverage with Chad because, you know, Chad's still kind of pissy with Kristen. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I and mean, it's the... wild and it's and, out there and they'd have and to do EJ a lot could, to make it work. And EJ but... could use that as a way to get her completely released from jail. EJ's a lawyer, he can work magic and we can have Kristen completely out of jail yeah, and free. I'm just, I'm just saying, like it, it would take a lot, but I could I could see it. Could and see it. it would be a lot easier to believe that because that's at least rooted in history somewhat than some of the other stuff. That would be a lot easier to buy than Clyde. I'm gonna oh, just say sure. it. All right, do you have a potential return theory? I'm th- I'm thinking over here. <laughs> Because hmm. I mean, the way the way they played her death, it didn't seem permanent at all. No, that much. Yeah, that's the one thing that's always bothered me about about it. It's never seemed final, and I don't and, like. I can't tell if that was carelessness or deliberate. I'm hoping sure deliberate, both. but it because it will bother me 
until the end of time that Marlena has yet to mention the death of her best friend. One one thing is for sure, it's gonna have to tie to Gwen some way somehow. Because there's that. What about? But the no, the devil wouldn't have anything to gain. The devil could know that Laura's still alive. Like, what if the devil resurrected um, Laura? But again, what what would the devil gain from it? What would the devil gain from any of this, honestly? But I mean, he he resurrected um, Jan. Because of mess, um, but like, what would he gain from resurrecting Laura? In order for them to have done that, they would have had to insert Gwen into the devil story and have Gwen being a problem for the devil. Yeah, and then bring Laura back in order to take down Gwen. That I mean, there are ways that that could have happened, but given what's aired wouldn't make sense for it to go down the devil route unless they use the devil to say oh laura's not dead like i know all things and laura is not upstairs or downstairs <laughs> <laughs> she in the living room talking oh lord <laughs> okay i'm sorry that, that tickled me but <laughs> i'm sorry what was she told in the kitchen <laughs> okay uh where were we potential retires i don't know it, the, the most logical way for me would be peter blake yeah raising Gwen to always have a hatred for the hordens yeah well we've come to the last portion of this podcast where we just have a free for all get her jade gwen bounce check grab her Fuck this bitch. <laughs> Finish him. <laughs> Ron I killing Laura off was a mistake. It was yeah, it really point, was. Pointless. 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 For what because reason? To bring her back just to kill just her. Just to kill her. The thing is, like, the story that they got out of that, they could have gotten out of just Without her, her in a coma. Yep. And I said that back when it happened. This was not necessary. Gwen had a whole thing of that serum left. She could have just driven her crazy again. That would have had much more gravitas. Look, Jennifer can forgive her dying, but Jennifer would never forgive putting her mother back in the sanitarium. Yeah, oh, she especially, especially because she, she, she lost. She seems her. to be able to forgive her putting her daughter in the sanitarium pretty quickly. So I don't know about that. But see that that triggers a whole nother trauma. We we often forget Jennifer spent her whole life without her mother. Her whole the only time that Laura was in her life was her adult life. Yeah. Yeah, but she grew up with her mom because she was sick. So that would trigger a whole lot of pressure points for Jennifer. Jennifer would never forgive that. I don't know why they didn't go that route if she was going to have the serum in her back pocket the whole time. (laughs) The fact that Laura, a character with such rich history to this show, because like Nick said at the start of this episode, she is a character who has been a pivotal part of huge days stories and has resonated over a multiple decades this character got sacrificed for the likes of a no good nothing like Gwen Bounce check oh my god 
she's not wrong though like the one thing you can say about laura if like just going back to the, the kind of beginnings of the show not like the very very beginnings but like the beginnings of the show like that mickey laura bill triangle yeah. ran story for literal decades year. yeah like it it helped put days on the map like that was and that was like the gold tier triangle for a long time in daytime yeah i think to be honest i think mike's paternity was probably one of the longest kept secrets in daytime it was because <laughs> they don't keep secrets that long anymore and the second and and even i don't even know if you would count this because i mean technically the story goes back decades but like they only kept it a secret for a year which was lucas's paternity yeah like it's just the fact that a character with so much history got sacrificed for a literal trash bag found off the street i just why i don't understand emily o'brien deserved better than this because she gets saddled with having to justify the unjustifiable. Like, how are we supposed to root for something this pathetic? Yeah, that's my biggest issue. Why is he so pathetic? Like, at least if you're if you're gonna be the type of character that legacy characters get sacrificed for, be the, be a bitch about it. Like, and be be the type of bitch that owns it and says, yeah, I, I did this, and what about it? I think it makes me mad mainly because we're supposed to be feeling sorry for her yeah like there's nothing to feel sorry for she's done so much terrible terrible but yeah she can shove she can shove the crocodile tears where the sun don't shine at this point and i think it makes me even matter because that's what they're writing they're writing it so we can feel sorry for her but how can we when she keeps making the same mistakes. But and, and here's and the thing. We keep on saying that, yeah, she killed Lord. She's a legacy character. She's not the only legacy character she's affecting. She's affected Abigail. She's affected Sarah. She's affected Jennifer. She's, he ain't a legacy, but yeah. I'm, he's a historical character. He's a historical character, but like the, we literally saw Jennifer being brought up on our screens. We literally saw Abigail with her loud ass daddy all through the 90s. Like, it's crazy how she's literally put the fact that Jack and Abigail's relationship got sacrificed again for this trash bag. It just it makes me so angry because now it looks like Jack can do all types of terrible things to his daughter, and Abigail's gonna forgive it nonetheless. Yeah, because because let's not forget that the reason that Jack left in 1993 was because he was so overwhelmed with guilt at the fact that he caused Abigail's aplastic anemia. That he could not face Jennifer or Abby, so he thought his family would be better off without him, and he left. But now you want me to believe that he is just going to let all the shit that Gwen did to his best girl rock because that's his kid? Nah, you, you can't make me buy that. You cannot. I have a brain in my head. It just does not compute. Oh, Lord. I don't even have to read anymore. Tony did it for me. <laughs> Well then, well, uh, Tony the Maverick. 
Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> sorry, I just, she annoys me. I, I have nothing else to say. You've hit a nail on the head. I, I'm, I'm so serious, y'all. She beat me to the punch. Uh, it, it's just very hard for me as an intellectual to buy all of this. First off, it was hard trying to buy that this was Jack's daughter anyway. That I could buy only because there's enough and, and, and no, But with- here's the thing. We let it slide because it made sense. But since then, it was like Ron said, oh, they let this slide, y'all. Hit it. And then he just hit us with a whole bunch of bullshit after. Like, Honestly, Laura, Laura what- not looking for this child after the checks weren't getting cashed doesn't make weird. sense to me. Yeah. Laura let the secret go on doesn't make sense to me. Because Laura would have found out that that child was an orphan and she would have fessed up and she would have at the very least tried to help them look for Gwen. Tried to help. Now whether, like, she could have gone and claimed Gwen and brought Gwen back and said, hey, this is your kid, I'm sorry I lied. Or told the truth to Jack and Jennifer and then have them go looking. But so much history got bastardized for this bastard of a character and I just I hate bastardized it. Bastardized for a bastard. <laughs> How appropriate. <laughs> I, and to this day it's been two, almost well, it's been a year and some change now. What when will be on our screen two years in June and this mess will have been going on for a year. But even, I'm even just saying, two years? Mm-hmm. She even started in saying, June of 2020. It feels like four. Even saying, like, Laura died. Like, what came from that other than she died? No, no. Can, can, can we say? The only t- thing that came from that is that was the mo- that was the thing that triggered Abigail to going after Gwen to the point where she needed to leave. That's the only for Marcy's maternity leave. That's literally the o- they literally sacrificed. Laura's life so that Abig- so that they could get Abigail off screen. So Abigail could finally grow some balls. What because the- <laughs> that's basically what all it amounts to. Laura Laura died and Abigail said, fuck all this shit. Fuck all of it. And I can get that. I really can. But at the same so can time, I. at what cost? Because now she's about to die. Now it really looks like we killed Laura for no reason. And if they have Gwen be the reason that Abigail is dead, on God, there is Jennifer got to become Kia Bia. She got to be the bride, bro. She got to kill Gwen. Like at this point, even at that point, there will be nothing that that um, even the greatness that is Emily O'Brien can do if to save anything, the character. J- for me. If anything, JJ got to come back and throw a few rounds at her. Yeah, I just like, nothing. If she kills Abigail, nothing. Which I feel like that's the way it's gonna go because Gwen's gonna want her revenge now. Yeah, and this <clears throat> and it's coming off the way they write Gwen is gonna come off like an accident, and that's making me nervous because I don't want everything she do is a damn yeah. accident, bro. That, that's what that's I don't want. Problem. I don't want to get. I don't want to see them try to sell this as. Oh, I didn't mean to. It was an accident. And everybody just be okay with it. Everybody, she didn't kill two people at this point. And both times it was a quote unquote accident. And, and I and still I mean, don't buy that what happened before really, was an accident. Me either. No. And, and, and no, here's the thing. Here's the thing with that. 
even with the story she told, she admitted to at least two crimes in that story. <laughs> so if that was the lie you going with, God only knows what the truth was. That that was my big thing. Like, but I will say it really bothers me the most. If you're gonna do terrible shit, at least own it and revel in that you're terrible. Say, yeah, I was mad as hell, and I did it. I killed your grandma, bitch. Now, Abigail, (laughs) that the taste out of your mouth, but at least you could have owned it. Gwen whining and crying, and oh, I can't do this. I I don't know. No, stop this, because you're trying to make her sympathetic, and you can't be sympathetic. You're literally frying people's brains. This is your brain on drugs, goddamn. Like, come on. (laughs) If it was, if you would have had it your way, Abigail's ass would have been sunny side up by now. I will say, it is quite pleasing to me that this is ha- like Gwen's downfall is happening in the Horton Town Square by Abigail. Like, I feel like this has Laura's hand all over it. If she did, if she's dead, Laura is up there. Well, no, nah, my latest ghost came back and she one dead. So, hey, you never but know. At- what this you do never know with this show. But for the sake of argument, we're going to say that Laura is dead for the sake of this argument, and that she is up in heaven watching with the biggest smile on her face as her grandbaby takes down her killer. And I just am very pleased by that notion. Jack looked like he from choked the shit out there, girl. I'm not even gonna lie to you. And you know what? I would be fine with it if he did. I am, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> well, y'all ready to wrap this sucker up? Yep. Well, then, you guys, this has been fun. A happy Lord Appreciation Day to each and every one of you. And to all of good nights. Bye. 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 Bye.